Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dogs eat. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. Good timing on that uh, beer crack there, Pointer. Right on time there, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Great to Ex- be here. Excited. Excited. Very excited. Uh, guest M&Ms. How are you today, mate? Uh, it's guest like, mm, like mm, football's coming. Yeah. Mm, football is coming. It's delicious. It yeah, it's exciting times. And then Tom Foolery, how are you today, mate? Oh, excellent, mate. So glad to be here. It's Thursday night. It's my favourite night of the week. Yeah, you keep telling us that, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, look, it's a one sleep, boys. One sleep until football. We Are we ready? One sleeper. Oh, I hate that. How about that? Zion McKenzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're on Bill's Rams tomorrow. It's going to be an absolute cracking way to start. And I'll tell you what, our social media platforms are going to be off their, off their chops. Watch out for, for Tombo. He's, he loves his Twitter when the game's on. Oh. Uh, so if you want to find us... 10.32, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bad time for me, actually. Yeah, it's actually a bad time for me, too. I might be able to catch the end of it, though, so... Yeah, look I'll out. i delayed, for sure. Look but yeah, at Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter. Uh, Tom, he'll be going off at TomFigMFF. I'm at CMOZ... Jesus Christ, let me say that again. At CMOZAFF, pointer, at FF underscore pointer. And you is at FF Guest. Uh, should always... I've never actually said pointer. is spelled P-O-I-T-A. Uh, so, yeah. Good luck finding that one. Oh, is that why? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> going to get them all this week. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's everyone's going to be chomping at the bit to get on there, that's for sure. Are we ready? Huge, huge news coming yeah. up. Huge news. Huge show, huge news, huge everything. Yep, it's week one. It's officially here. We're going to go through every single game. Uh, we're going to talk about so yeah, start-sit decisions, of course. You know, obviously not going to tell you to start the, the obvious players, but, you know, look at a bit of depth. And uh, we've got a second half of the episode big announcement coming up so get ready for that I won't mention it now you know Boo. build the hype <laughs> build the hype keep the listeners enthralled you know what I mean mm. yeah you should so be. we don't we won't do any news either and beer review we'll do on a Monday so we're not doing the news we'll kind of cover as we we go through all of these uh, these matches but uh, just very very quickly I know this is very spur of the moment and off the cuff but is there anything you're really really looking forward to in week one apart from just football oh, I'm looking forward to Emmanuel Sanders making oh just got some news <laughs> he's retired <laughs> breaking news yeah for me it's uh, all of the, the players that have changed teams like it's big guns right like it's Tyreek Hill it's Devontae Adams it's you know, DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson not being together anymore. It's like all the big receivers are just like seeing how they perform without their other half is, is going to be fun. Tombo, anything you're uh, reaching out for? Week one, in, for? week one in 2021, the New Orleans Saints absolutely rolled the Green Bay Packers and <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely rolled the uh, Buffalo Bills. So I can't wait for some massive upsets and we'll get on next week and just shut down teams like the Rams will put 
45 to 2 or something on the that's going to be a stupid score on 45 to 3 on the Bills and we'll be like writing off Josh Allen saying he's a bust and stuff I just can't wait for that narrative next week it's going to be so fun to two, right? they started the off with a safety and, a safety 45, and then they scored 45 unanswered uh, yeah, the, just the people that are going to get carried away on social media next week because of one week is just going to be I love it I love it including all of us yeah yeah, oh, absolutely. all of us. I'll be right into it. Might be a bit going off. The buy window starts next week, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. One of the biggest buy windows, windows yeah. is next week. 100%. Yeah. Just don't uh, buy Sammy Watkins after his week. One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sammy, yeah, exactly right. Sammy Watkins week one. Everyone will be putting him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I'm ball, actually, the balls to start in week one. <laughs> no. No. Does anyone have the balls to start Sammy Watkins week one? I'd be. I, guess yeah. we'll, oh, I don't know. We'll yeah. get to it, I suppose. Who's yeah. got the Packers game? It's mine. Yeah. He was asking, ask he's, he's not fully prepared to oh, talk about that game. You're, you're doing your show notes right now, are you, Pointer? Is that yeah. what it is? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, a, he's an unsure play, uh, something like at the moment, I think, from <laughs> consensus. Just quickly update that. Yeah. So, we're going to look at every single game. It's going to be a bit of a slog at the start here. Um, you know, 16 games, it's a fair amount of work. So. We'll see how we go with uh, with timing, and then we've got some important stuff we need to get to. Some exciting stuff we need to get to at the end of the uh, episode. So we'll we'll quit this uh, crap talking and let's let's rip in, eh? Let's rip in. Oh yeah. We're all going to talk about four games each. It's beautiful having four people. Sixteen, mm. four works really well actually. So um, I'll start us off actually, and it is tomorrow's game: Bills versus Rams. And what an absolute cracking way to start the season, which. A lot of people are saying this is the kind of Super Bowl preview when we get it in, in week one and, and game one. So it's exciting Yeah, first stuff. and last game of the season, eh? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so a bit of a preview just, you know, 20 weeks early. Um, what are we looking at? We're looking at the 52.5 point over-under. That is an absolute massive total. Uh, one of the highest. I think it's the second highest for the week. Uh, Bills are favoured by 2.5 points, which is actually surprising. A bit of disrespect for the Super Bowl champions. Um, implied team total of 27.5 points for the Bills. Now, why are we reading out these implied team totals and points over under all that kind of stuff? I suppose we could probably drop a hint here, but it's going to come a little bit important for uh, some DFS stuff that we're working on a little bit later on in this this episode. But um, yeah, so we're looking at the Thursday slash Friday game, depending on where you are. Um, just just to start, I'm actually on the Rams at uh, two and a half point underdogs. I think at home they're going to get this done, but. Uh, Obviously, we're going to talk about starts and sits and who to who to roll out there. But uh, obviously, we're looking at a game with fifty-two and a half points. You're pretty much just going to start everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, so get ready for that. Um, just some news out of Rams camp this week. Van Jefferson has been ruled out for the Rams with a knee problem. Uh, so he was their kind of wide receiver three. A uh, bit of hope for him in dynasty circles as well, um, coming out this year and doing some stuff. But he's not going to be there week one. Uh, and to go for a wide receiver three in the Rams, well. Look, who is it? Uh, there's there's plenty of maybes in this this kind of wide receiver core. You're looking at uh, off-season darling Lance McClutchen, as they're calling him. Uh, the other guy, look, this is going to be an absolute uh, dog's breakfast of a pronunciation, but Skarinek, uh who knows who it's going to be in wide receiver three. So obviously you're going to roll out your Cooper Cups. You're going to roll out uh, Alan Robinsons. You're going to roll out... Who's tight end? There's a Higby tight end. Higby. You're going to roll him out. So they're going to be the three options you look for in the, the receiving game. Um, and then in the backfield, I'm actually um, a little bit uh, bullish on Henderson over Acres. Um, I'm obviously going to start them both because it's such a high point 
or expected point total. Um, so I'll start both of them. But I actually just just playing DFS. If I'm playing some DFS, I'd be looking at Henderson over Acres actually in terms of pricing as well. Uh, Bills, you're doing the same thing. Um, wide receivers, all systems go up to and including uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Going to be interesting to see who kind of gets that fourth wide receiver slot if it's Khalil Shakir or if it's Jameson Crowder or whoever it's going to be. Um, so yeah, take a look for that. But outside of that, Diggs and all those guys, he's just firing them up. Dawson Knox, I think he might have a cracker of a game here actually. I'm, I'm kind of expecting... Maybe even a couple of touchdowns. Who knows? That um, contract uh, news is interesting for him. Huge. To me, it's a bit of like a confidence booster in him, in his ability and his role in the offense. Yeah, definitely. Yep. What was it? Four years. Um, yeah, decent 50, money. Fifty-three million dollars, thirty-one of it guaranteed. So it's very, very good money, making him one of the highest NFLs, uh, highest. What do you call it? Tight ends. So, yeah, good on him. Um, Massive contract, massive contract. Bit out of the blue too, just kind of popped up. Uh, so Knox is, Knox is a goer. Um, the running back situation is probably the one to watch in both both camps, actually, Rams and the Bills. Obviously, to see how Henderson and Akers split the time is going to be interesting. But then to see what happens in this uh, Buffalo backfield with Devin Singletary, uh, James Cook, and potentially some other dude that no one really cares about anymore. Ha! I'm just kidding. I've got him on my Sheep's One roster. Um, but I think, you know, if I'm going to start some people, um, it's going to be singlets, and if I'm in a really deep league, maybe got a flex. I'm, I'm kind of worried about starting James Cook until something happens. Um, to see see how he's used more than anything. So I'd probably be sitting James Cook uh, for week yeah. one, and then yeah. Zach Moss. I wouldn't even be touching with a ten foot pole. No. Um, so singlets is the only running back I'm starting in the Bills land here. Out of interest, uh, Tom, do you know what what he's talking about when he says singlets? Because I feel like that's a pretty in joke for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. I'm- I'm so it's the, used to it's the autocorrect <laughs> of uh, of Devin Singletary. So if you type Singletary, it comes up singlets. And, uh, yeah. So just for everybody who's listening and wondering what on earth he's talking about, singlets yeah, is obviously much. Devin Singletary. It just rolls off the tongue now too. I don't even I don't even remember to say Singletary. I just say singlets every time. So everyone uh, knows. They yeah, all, you'd think so. Don't yeah. Don't start James Cook this week. Just don't. Mm. People will be tempted because of the the upside play there against you know a high powered team and they're going to be throwing the ball over the place just don't do it bench him yeah uh just throwing it out there as well just be careful with this running back uh rams are the pff's highest graded d line so i don't know if they're going to be too many holes for singlets to run through yeah. so if you if you're hoping he's going to be putting up you know 20 points i think you might be a little bit disappointed by the end of the um end of the game that's for sure so big test for the bills um coming against the, the super bowl champions uh but it's going to be an absolute corker of a game to start that's for sure all right, Tom, tell us about your Bengals. Bengals and Steelers at Paul Brown Stadium, which is now called Paycor Stadium, I, I believe. Paycor, I oh. hope I pronounced that right. Uh, new, yeah, new um, uh, new stadium, what do you call it, upgrade sort of thing this week, which yeah, was pretty nice, cool nice. to see. Uh, Bengals are six and a half point favourites, 25 and a half implied total points, which is the third highest of the week. I was a bit surprised. I don't think this is going to be a blowout as what the uh, punters think it might be. Uh, Steelers total points is at 19, which is the lowest of the week. Which, yeah, there's a few on 19, but I was quite surprised about that. Uh, well, no, Chicago seven and a half, but oh, is yeah. it? No, I must yeah, have yeah. missed that one. Second, um, uh, 44 and a half over under total points. So that's getting up there, I guess. Um, Bengals, I'm starting everyone. The only the only one that a few people would be worried about is Joe Mixon because of that serious serious defense, but. 
uh, he actually averaged 22 points against Pittsburgh last year. So obviously that defense doesn't do anything for Joe Mixon. Um, flex Tyler Boyd if you're desperate. Um, I'm benching all Bengals tight ends. I don't even know who the tight end one is there. Well, we we're pretty sure, but we're not certain. So just don't even think about it. Who are we pretty sure on? Um, Asking Hayden for Hurst. a friend. Yeah, Hayden, Hayden Hurst, we're pretty sure the tight end one is. But, um, yeah, just give it a week. <laughs> just give it a week. Even if they're going to put up 22 and a half, uh, 25 and a half points, um, yeah, the tight end could get a touchdown there, but don't risk it. Yeah, you just want to see a bit of a sample of what these tight ends can do, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that sort there. of goes back to a few people we'll talk about this week. Just week one is just our play your safe players. Don't mm, risk yes. it. Um, the Steelers, quite the opposite. I'm, I'm just going to start Deontay Johnson just because you pretty much have to. Um, and, of course, <laughs> and of course, Najee, uh, just because he's going to get 30 rushes. Um, I yes. mentioned, mentioned Mitch Trubisky slash... Kenny Pickett. That's uh, Trubisky. <laughs> uh, I'm benching. The first game? <laughs> imagine, imagine. That would, that would be scenes. interesting. That would be interesting. I'm uh, benching Pat Frymuth, and I'm also benching Clay, Chase Claypool, just because I'm not even sure he's the wide receiver two there. If he, if they were certain he was a wide receiver two, uh, I'd be tempted to play him, but I'm just not going to. Just um, Bengals secondary is pretty good, so... Don't bother. Play it safe. Uh, the only one that I think could be a sneaky flex option is George Pickens. Um, that negative game script you'd imagine against the Bengals, Trubisky's going to try and air it out and maybe he makes one or two big plays. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for the Bengals and Steelers. No interest in Frymuth, eh? Nah, no. I'll just, again, play it safe week one. See what happens. I, I mean, think he's probably to... drafted him in the top... 12 yeah. tight ends, right? So there's going to be a lot of teams. If you drafted him, you're probably starting him. Yeah, there's going to be a lot yeah. of teams where he might be their only tight end, so you just got yep. to play him. So, yeah, exactly yep. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Are they going to win the Bengals, Tombo? The punters are saying it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it will be. I think that, that Steelers' defense is unbelievable. I know the secondary, they've got um, sort of one good corner but and a, and a sort of half-decent safety. It's not fantastic. Uh, this is going to be a big game for Chase and Higgins. I'm actually on Higgins this week. I think Higgins is going to have a massive game. Um, and yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit interested to watch George Pickens in this game too. If they get behind by say three touchdowns, I reckon George Pickens could really light it up here. Yeah, everyone could be picking him up next week. That's for sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Him up. <laughs> nice one. All right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Go on, yours. All right, getting into uh, Philly versus Detroit, which um. For me, it's a kind of sneaky decent over and under with the 48.5 points. Um, makes it a bit of an appealing one. I could see some points being scored here. Um, so from a fantasy perspective, I think there's there's plenty of options to start in this game. Um, start with a bit of a surprise from me. I'm actually going to recommend that Monra St. Brown is a pretty strong start for week one. <laughs> Holy um, shit, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on. Say it again. Yeah, just somebody clip that and yeah. uh, use it against me for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Detroit probably playing from behind um, towards the end of this game. Just the way with, I like um, it. Yeah, some, oh, not as strong as I thought Philly favourites, but three and a half points is, is a, enough to be fairly firm favourites. And that's when he sort of really excels. He, he gets those like underneath passes where the defence just takes, you know, sort of gives you the underneath shots and... He gets a lot of targets, so I, I like him there. DJ Chark's interesting. I think he's probably like 
right at that like flex decision point and for me I want to see what his role is first so I'm probably not putting him in and uh, TJ Hawkinson I think much like where we were just talking with uh, Frymuth for me you kind of have to start him because of where you probably drafted him but I'm just not really excited about him and I don't really know why I think it's just because I don't really like him and he's disappointed me for too long so it's probably just that he should get a good volume and he's always a good play I just don't think he's ever going to be that elite tight end that everyone hoped he was going to be when they drafted him in in a first round of a dynasty rookie draft uh moving to the running back position i mean like swift duh and then i don't think you can start anyone else uh on the philly side of the ball get behind uh jalen hurts he's going to be the mvp so um yeah stick him on the field qb1 every single week uh (laughs) AJ Brown, I think, is is an obvious start as well, and I think Devontae Smith. Uh, if you picked him up, you probably got him as yeah again that flex decision, and I, I actually don't mind him as a start. Dallas got it; it's one of my favorite tight ends this year, so I think he's always a shot for a touchdown. So you probably drafted him as as your first tight end. I doubt he's the second tight end for most people. So get him in the lineup. I think there's plenty of points to be had in this game, so I'm expecting a touchdown from him. And, I support uh, that on uh, on Goddard. He has the the best, like I think uh, Philly have the best matchup for the tight end this week um, against the Lions. If you watch any of uh, Hard Knocks, <laughs> they got a pretty um, you know new linebacker room, and the the rookie is probably going to be one of the guys out there um, covering one a good tight end. And I think he's definitely one of my like you know starts this week. Not yeah, for Rodrigo. sure. <laughs> <laughs> my one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, it's not just him as well like I think they just have a lot of change in that room in that yeah. linebacker room and I think like you know Pro Football Focus has them as the that's the, this is the best tight end matchup of the week um, Yeah, to start your, your Eagles tight end so awesome. it's definitely definitely a play yeah good call cool. we'll this to... is a sorry good yeah, battle go. of uh, the Mike Kent for us he was <laughs> versus Hawkinson it's good star for us yeah, yeah. if you want to use Hawkinson's uh Matchup, it's actually 26th, so it's not not as great for him. Oh, look, it's not 27th, so. <laughs> well, you, you, guess what? 30, 32nd was one of your tight ends that you said was good, Moz. That, that was Dawson Knox. He's got not a good matchup against No, he's him. got it easy. Oof. He's got yeah. it easy. I mean, yes. take it with a great assault, right? Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen him play yet, We're, so who knows? That's, that's one of the things that um, you probably need three games to really assess where the defences are, like from last year because there's a lot of change you're not just looking at one player and and how they're going there's there's a huge number of players contributing to how a defense Mm. plays so it takes a couple of weeks to really get an idea of you know when you see those green and red arrows on whether you should start your player because these matchups good or bad the first couple of weeks you don't really know so don't take too much notice of it um if you're looking at your sleeper app or whatever and thinking oh a red matchup yeah don't worry about it too much yeah, um, even if you're yeah, before you start panicking, right? Yeah, for sure. Last one is just Sanders. Um, he's a he's a strong running back too, I think, for this week. But um, I don't think he's gonna really go nuts. I'm expecting them to to focus on the passing game a little bit um, to sort of get get it established and see how they're going. Good news is he was a full participant in practice, which is the first time for a long time um, with that hamstring injury. So 
you know, soft and tissue think... injuries are just dodgy, right? Like they come back a bit early and tweak it, but obviously in off season you're going to limit the work as much as you can and make sure he's right. So yeah, I think some of the training camp reports for lots of these injuries are like if it was mid season, you, you yeah. might not see the same thing happen, but pre season yeah. they're really, you know, these guys know how to play. They've been in this team for a while, so they're ready to go. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right, Peter. Yeah, look, Give us your uh, first one, mate. We got the Saints Falcons here. There's a 42.5 over under on this matchup. Um, implied totals aren't great for both teams. I think with that lower overall total, the Saints are looking at 24, uh, Atlanta 18.5. So there's not as not a you know as we talked about with the other games, some big points to have. Um, a lot of guys to eat. I think it's a bit more difficult this one. The Saints have the uh, second best running back matchup. Um, and I think that's where this starts for me. The, the key player in this is Kamara. He's a, he's a must-start. You've drafted him early. Um, you're going to play him. And then I think you look to the, the next player on this in this matchup that I think has um, you know opportunity, and that's Kyle Pitts. He's going to see coverage from uh, Demario Davis, which you know might might limit it. But I think he's he's the weapon. Um, they're probably going to be playing from behind. The, the Falcons are going to have to throw the ball, and I think Pitts is going to be target number one. Um, you know, Tom a rebuttal. <laughs> No, hey. no he's <laughs> Pitts not. rebuttal. He doesn't want to. Doesn't want to fight Pitts no. this early. No, no, he's... no. Go on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be muted this early into the podcast. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the, the difficulty here is you're coming up against, and you're going to want to play any of the Falcons running backs. I think you're probably in a position where if you went uh, a bit more zero RB, you might be stuck with a Tyler Algier or no, Patterson. Algier was listed as RB three this week when the depth charts came out, so he's definitely a sit. Patterson's a bit of a gamble, and I think you know. In a flex position, maybe you might be considering it, but they are in a... This is an earlier slate game, I'm pretty sure, off the top of my head. Um, it's a bit more difficult to throw a guy in the flex that early. Um, yep. You need probably need to be starting him in your... In the running back position, I think you're hoping you've got a better option than uh, Patterson week one. But there's worse options, I think, so... He's uh, definitely in that consideration, but... If be, I continue down it, I think, right? I think Drake London is probably... A big move to maybe play week one as a as a rookie first game of NFL um, could be a little bit of a trial by fire against a strong defense in the Saints. Uh, I might just I'm hoping that I draft it a bit better and have, a, have an option to cover for that week one and um, I'll probably give him a him a sit this week. What are your thoughts on on London? No one's got the cojones to play in week one or yeah, I think I want to see it from him first. But um, yeah, if you're in a kind of three or four wide receiver set, you've probably got to. To roll him out there, to be honest. Yeah, I reckon he's going to be. Uh, yeah, I don't reckon he'll have any better options. But I agree. I'd be struggling to start a lot of players against New Orleans. I think New Orleans' defense is very good. It's kind um, of this whole game of wide receivers. So they're they're a little bit frightening. All of them is my my take on it. Yeah, I I didn't mention the quarterbacks, but they're both sort of Mariota. You're going to want to wait and see. He's definitely a quarterback you would have drafted in a superflex as your. QB3 at the best, so he can stay on the bench this week. And I think Winston, most teams in a Superflex might have drafted him to be their QB2, so you're going to have to roll him out against the Saints. Probably not a not terrible matchup, but... The Falcons. Falcons, sorry, as the Saints went back. Um, he, he's probably someone that I think has has the higher floor, but potentially this week, you could see a bit of a ceiling, but I'm not going to bank on it if I have a better option. But in a, in a single QB league, I'm probably looking to avoid starting both these guys. Agree. If if Jameis comes out and throws four touchdowns or five touchdowns or whatever he did week one last year, 
Let's go. Can you? Can you? What about if he comes out and has a game where they where he scores like three points because Alvin Kamara rushes five touchdowns? Yeah, that's the side of that. Bloody Kamara. Yeah, look, I'm a bit of a cheeky Landry fan this year, just quietly. Um, get some volume in there as a kind of wide receiver three. I'm like, yeah, Michael Thomas is definitely a sit for me this week. Oh, he hasn't played for so long. There's this high, people might have drafted him needing to play him, but I think depending how deep, if you're a deep roster or you're starting a lot of players, yeah, probably like we talked about London, you have to throw him in there. But if you don't have to, let him wait till you see it from him. Um, I don't think this is a matchup that he's going to come out and put up 30 points and you'll be shitting yourself that you didn't start him. But <laughs> if he scores, gets one touchdown and 50 yards, yeah, you can probably live with those points on your bench as opposed to taking the the one or two points that he could more than likely put up. Who will AJ Terrell be on? Who knows? I, don't know. <laughs> I think Michael Thomas. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is that, that's another, just thinking that's another reason why you would sit him maybe. It depends, like he's... Yeah, we have, I think they'll move Terrell depending on who they perceive as the better wide receiver as the game goes on as well. I think it will probably start on Thomas, and if it if it turns out to be Landry, it might see him move around. Game one for Chris Olave. It's going to be fun to see how one of yours yeah, Kent's goes in game Yeehaw. one. I think everyone's kind of excited to see how Olave goes. Wasn't he um, dropped down the depth chart in that recent oh, Supposedly, yeah. yeah. I think Apparently that's just thought they, I, they yeah. always do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I think we might see him. He's a bit of a sneaky play and probably might be the realistically the the wide receiver that puts up the most points this week, but uh, having the confidence to start him is a bit difficult when he really could just knock Not it on play. the field potentially, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, and, and rookies traditionally, especially wide receivers, they might they just ease them in with stats week one, two, and then they have like the week three or four you might actually see them putting up some semi-decent points not shitting the bed fantasy-wise but it's after that that once they come on the field done a little bit then they get confidence then you can actually start to think about starting them if shitting the bed isn't like the 101 of sayings I don't know what it is I don't know <laughs> it's just a great I just love it anyways let's move on uh, Niners Bears 41.5 point over under Niners a favourite spy 6.5 points an implied team total looking at 24 points for the Niners so they're probably going to get this one done pretty pretty convincingly I think uh, battle of the young quarterbacks you can almost say battle of the Russian quarterbacks um, Niners just on uh, some injury news Kittle day to day you was just already commented this morning that this is why we wanted to fade him it's a bit of a groin issue from Monday apparently didn't feel great so Tuesday was a bit limited uh, in practice which is a bit of a shame for week one especially in those tight end premium leagues you've paid up big time for George Kittle so uh, who knows um, Lance give me Trey Lance all day in this one um, he's got he's facing the 31st ranked D line according to PFF, <laughs> which is not super. And 32nd um, O line, my yeah, God, it's super stuff. Jesus, right? yeah, they're they're a good team. The Bears, happy days wow. for them. Um, yeah, Ayuk, Debo, good plays this week as well. Um, they're they're pretty much just start them up. Let's go. Uh, look to see who the the wide receiver three is. I'm looking to see in Dynasty, especially how Danny Gray goes uh, if he gets on the field and, and can do some stuff. So there's really not much to say about the Niners here. Um, happy to go with with Eli Mitchell out of the backfield. Not going to really start anybody else. Um, I think Mitchell's all systems go according to the, the latest injury updates as well. He's, he's been looks that way. Yep. Certainty. So away we go. Um, TDP and Jordan Mason, yeah, going to wait for them as well. Bears, not much to report out of the Bears land. Uh, Vilas Jones didn't practice early this week, the rookie, 75-year-old rookie that's uh, having his first game this week. Uh, so he's a bit questionable. Uh, not liking Monty against the Niners' D-line. 
Um, D-line's ranked sixth, according to PFF, so it's going to be a tough day for old David Montgomery, I think. Um, Komet and Mooney, I might give him a give him a bit of a look. I think Komet and Mooney are probably going to get a fair bit of volume because there's really no other options. Um, wide receiver two land, you're looking at guys like Equinemius or Dante Pettis or Smith Marset. It's just <laughs> it's just not Pringle, guys yeah. I'm excited about. Yeah, Byron <laughs> Pringle. It's just not guys I'm excited about. They've had a billion injuries. Um, I think the Niners are actually going to win by well and truly over six and a half points. Um, and I'd be surprised if the Bears scored two touchdowns. Thanks. <laughs> 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 nice and quick one, to be honest. Start your Niners, sit your Bears. Yeah, <laughs> can't fold that. Let's move on. Uh, Browns at Carolina against Carolina Panthers. The revenge Baker game. May- Baker Mayfield <laughs> revenge game. Uh, Carolina are measly one and a half point favourites. Total points set at 41 and a half points, which is the second lowest of the week. So this is basically a death game. This is awful for fantasy. Uh, Panthers, of course, you're starting CMC and DJ Moore. Uh, Baker, I would usually say sit Baker, but in this game, play him. Just play him, just in case he goes ballistic against He's his old team. He's going to make them pay. Which he absolutely should. He absolutely should. Uh, bench everyone else on that team. And to be honest, if you've got any <laughs> other Carolina Panthers on your roster, you're an idiot. Just <laughs> get rid of them. Um, so CMC, DJ Moore, and Baker Mayfield. And I don't even know who the rest are. Robbie Anderson, whatever. We'll go away. Yeah, Tommy 14 Trouble team, Love. dynasty. Yeah, cut <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Don't worry about it. Cut, cut him. <laughs> Just cut him. Where's the Tommy I Tremble I don't, love? I don't, I don't like his hair. I just don't like Robbie Anderson's hair. <laughs> Tommy Tremble, I was actually trying to think, who the hell is the tight end in Carolina? Um, well, I was going to say I was gonna say bench him as well, but I didn't even know who it was. So, <laughs> uh, The Browns, I think you're going to have to start Chubb. Um, I, th- I think the Panthers' defense is actually not too bad. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as what a lot of people say. Um, but start Chubb and... I mean, Amari Cooper, I think you're going to have to start him out of necessity. If you've drafted him, you've obviously drafted him as your one or two. So you're going to have to play him. Uh, I'm benching Njoku. Njoku would be an interesting play in this game, but just see what... Uh, it's just one of those weeks. Just play it safe. Uh, bench Njoku. And I'm benching Kareem Hunt for this game too. Um, just, again, play it safe. Don't risk... Um, you know, th- those two guys could be uh, pretty important to um, Jacob Jacoby Brissett. Uh, getting you know a good start to week one, um, Kareem Hunt and David Njoku getting checkdowns, but I'm just not going to risk it for this game. Uh, this is going to be an ugly game, and I would be playing the least amount of players as possible. I got a question for you, Tom. Yep. Amari Cooper or Adam Thielen? <laughs> he's he's such a hard player. Amari Cooper is impossible to. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say Adam Thielen. Yeah, that's the way I got it at the moment. So yeah, that's but that's close. That's tough. I'm trying. Yeah, to think DK Metcalf in the same league trying to make decisions is, is crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of secondaries and probably probably similar actually. Um, yeah, it's so yeah, close. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one. Carry on. All right, we are heading into. Sort of a a less big team matchup here with Jacksonville versus the Washington Commanders, but um, I kind of like this game, right? I like, love uh, this game. I reckon it's absolutely. a lot of fun. I'll be watching this game. If, this is two teams, so you know, are both not going to be too good. But at least they're not starting against like you know Buffalo and the Rams. Like they've got a chance to beat each other. 
Yeah, we got like a forty-three and a half point over under here. I, I'm smashing the over on that. I, I think this is going to be a, a bit of a sneaky high-scoring game. Um, ooh, ooh, I love I think it. Get it. Trevor Lawrence is going to get off to a hot start um, after getting loads of work in the preseason, so he's in like good game shape. Um, looking at him to want to make a statement in this pretty winnable game, so I'm going to take them to win outright as well. Um, they're the two point five point dogs, so. I think they're gonna they're gonna come out, uh, play for their new coach, try and get a win here. So, I, I really like the Jags in this game. Um, some good passing yards to be had, and maybe a couple of t- touchdowns. So I got him uh, at the higher end of, of QB two this week. Um, really liking my boy Slay Jones as well as a bit of a, a boom or bust deeper play. Uh, he's clearly like in the in the top. A lot of options in the preseason had a pretty good uh, connection with Trevor Lawrence, and he's one of those guys that only takes like a one or two plays to to make his whole week. So he can he can bust off a sixty five yard catch at any any moment. So I actually kind of like him as a sleeper this week. Uh, in regards to Christian Kirk, I think I'm starting him as well. Um, I'd say he's he's Kirk pretty pretty easily in your your top three wide receivers in in most teams. Uh, looking at the commanders, I feel a lot less confident about them, even though I kind of think this is going to be a bit of a exciting game. Um, I don't really know what to do with Terry McLaurin. Um, uh, I'm fading him a little bit, I think. He, he scored less than 10 points in 12 of his 17 starts last year, which is not great. That's PPR points. If, mm. if you score less than 10 points, uh, that's sink in your week that's dreadful so Carson Wentz coming in is not exactly gonna you know do wonders for my confidence in terms of his consistency there so I think you're probably starting him based on where you drafted him but I'd be not excited about it and uh, I'm pretty keen to see John Dotson having been uh, drafted in the first round so I think again with the rookies you don't want to start him this first week but I think the time's coming soon for him. Uh, yeah, in terms of running backs for this game, it's really tough with the Jags. I, I don't know who's going to get the role. Uh, if James Robinson's playing, it sort of seems like he's going to get more carries, but, um, you know, are we going to really trust that Travis Etienne isn't going to be more explosive and just take his job halfway through the game? So I'd, I'd be scared of starting these two players. And... Uh, and Tony No Gibsoff's going to have his uh, <laughs> workload, so I think you got to start him. He's a uh, he's got the workload to to score enough points in this game, and I think they're going to run want to run the ball a bit. And yeah, that's my take on this game. Listen to the ballers this morning, and they were talking about Achilles injuries, and uh, found it fascinating that they were saying that um, any player that's had an Achilles injury has never got back to 100% strength in the leg that they injured, which is. Uh, it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, James Robinson, he's still going to be the number one. I'm like, if he loses all of his explosiveness and ETN just looks like an absolute gun, I'm firing up ETN for sure week one. Uh, I think we've paid for him as well. You've just got to yeah. roll him out there. He's going to get some catches. Um, yeah, ETN's a go for me. Pointer. Okay, I was just going to say one last thing, and it probably comes over across to my matchup as well, is anyone taking into the consideration some of this weather that's in the... Yeah, I've seen there's a bit, of, a bit of wind and shit flying yeah, around. It's like a bit of rain, both for... Uh, like, it's it's 50, under 50%, or just like 43, 54, uh, sort of that fit really in that range of precipitation for probably 
these two matchups, uh, Cleveland, I think, was all right. Uh, the Carolina game, a bit, bit more, you know, south. So I think that was um, good. Tennessee but I was just like Tennessee and uh, New York. I think have got a bit of rain yeah. as well. So um, I think it's it's a long way out now, but it's something definitely. Yeah. I think if you're considering games, monitor it towards um, as it gets closer. Right, if there's a a big storm coming in, probably time to look to just stick with the running backs or consider your other wide receiver options. Right, mm. especially the quarterback. Quarterback's normally one of the players that gets hit. They they perform a lot better in that real real nice weather. Uh, and this is my actual only game um, uh, on this slate, which is this Chargers uh, Raiders game that isn't in the dome. Um, so I got <laughs> I got pretty lucky this week, and I think that's something that I always look for, especially when I'm getting down to like uh, flex considerations and mm-hmm. start sits. Is uh, the environment they're playing in? Uh, the dome just is, has teams that play at home. Home games in dome, they they know what they're doing, and they sort of you know there's a bit more consistency there. The old home dome. Yeah, home dome. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Um, but what have I got here? This is the Chargers and the Raiders, right? Uh, if you look at this matchup, it it's, looks pretty good on paper for uh, a lot of offense, right? Devontae Adams comes up against the second most favorable cornerback matchup uh, of the round. Uh, the Raiders have the fourth most favorable matchup for the tight end. So, like, look, that's looking like Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, both must start this week. Uh, will they both put up decent points? I'm not too sure. I think. The Raiders are going to want to come out and sort of prove they bought in Adams for a reason. I think there's going to be more focus on getting him some ball to, you know, validate that decision. Uh, if he comes out and they play and they, they don't really use him or they underperform and Adams does nothing, the press is just going to be poking holes and that's their first target line, right? I think they're going to come out and want to put up points and it's going to go to Devonta Adams first. I think the fact that Waller has a good matchup, they're probably going to look at that um, as well the Chargers on the other hand I don't think there's a player that I'm not going to start outside of probably hitting the tight end you're going to start uh, Herbert uh, Eckler uh, Keenan Allen Mike Williams get them all in your lineups I think uh, and we cut flip it back over to the, the Raiders I think that the concern would be sort of at that uh, Renfro level I think you've drafted Josh Jacobs uh, probably as an RB2 uh, you're going to have to throw him out there whether he has a, a big week or not uh, Wait and see, but I think he's he's a safe option with probably that you know one touchdown, sixty yards. Uh, yeah. you know, realistically, that's what he's conforming. He could probably put up a hundred yards and a touchdown, maybe two, and, and you're really happy. I don't think there's much uh, shit the bed capacity for him. Uh, as as he, to can use one of Moses' favorites, <laughs> have um, to make a segment. Yeah, but I think that's it. Like there, there's a big points in here, forty-seven point five point over under. I think this is one of those matchups that it's a division rivalry. Both teams have really built around that offense uh, this season. There's probably a bit more happening on the Chargers' defense. Uh, Khalil Mack gets to come back and play against the Raiders that, that traded him, right? That's probably got to be a little bit of fun for him too. Um, I think I think the Chargers are safe to put up the points. Probably the more concern is that the Raiders, and I think both quarterbacks with the weapons they have, they're both must-starts for me. Apart from probably Adams in a... I mean, sorry, Carr, I'm going to probably consider sitting in a one-quarterback league. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyone else want to add anything in there? No, this would be such a good game to watch. I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, this is that division, right? Like any time they're playing against each other, you you want to get amongst it. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just enjoy all of those games, right? Yeah, on the earth.
Beautiful. All right, so we're on to New England at Miami. Um, what have we got to look for? This is actually a quite exciting game for me as well. Uh, 46.5 point over-under, which isn't on the higher side, but Miami are 3.5 point favourites. Fine team total of 25 points. Um, there is a lot to look forward to here because I really don't know what the Patriots are going to do and I really don't know how the Dolphins are going to look. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's really up in the air, but you're just going to start your stars and, and hope they hit. So your, your Tyree Kills, your Jalen Waddles, you're going to start... Um, running back Chase Edmonds, I'd be absolutely smashing for the Dolphins as well. Um, Patriots land, goodness me, I don't know what to do. Let me tell you, there's, which wide receiver do you start? Jacoby Myers has been limited um, throughout the first week of, uh, of you know, practice here. Got a cheeky little injury there as well, so I don't really know what to do at wide receiver. Um, Parker could be the guy here, I think, for week one. Uh, just got Oof. a cheeky feeling. That you could do feeling. worse. You could do worse at flex than Devontae. But yeah, I've got a little. Oh, I think you said the wide receiver one. No, no, <laughs> shit, no, shit, no. Wide receiver one for the Patriots, yes. Uh, not the wide receiver one. Uh, a good, good kind of flex option, wide receiver three sort of land. I think I'd be taking a shot on Devontae Parker here, and they're going to have to keep up with Miami, who I think if if Tua comes out and looks pretty good and takes that next step. Uh, they're going to have to keep up, and they're not going to be able to run the ball to keep up, that's for sure. Harrison Ramondre in the backfield for the Patriots. Uh, once again, flex at best here. I uh, wouldn't be coping for, you know, or hoping for a, a running back one here. We don't know how the usage is going to be. We don't know who's going to be catching passes. Um, or, you know, Harris last year scoring 16 touchdowns or whatever it was. I don't think that's going to be repeating itself. Um, so, yeah, look, I think if, you, if you've got other options, definitely um, look towards those directions, Ramondre. Um, I think is is probably going to be the one I'd choose over Harris, though. Um, Aguilar in wide receiver land as well. Thought I'd bring him up. Um, talks of him getting cut the other week, uh, which was a surprise, but he's, he still seems to be hanging around. Wouldn't be starting him. Tight end land, Hunter Henry. I'd fire him up. He's probably going to go for one yard, one catch, one touchdown. Uh, so get ready for that. <laughs> what about two, uh, yards, two catches? Two he, he could be two yards, two catches, two touchdowns. Look, how I'm not it. starting him this week, so I don't, I'm not sure that he's going to do that this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dolphins land. Look, Tua, I'm firing him up. I'm firing up Hill. I'm firing up um, Waddle. And Chase Evans, as mentioned before, outside of that, it's hit the rest. Um, Pats have the 23rd ranked D-line, so I think Chase Evans could have a, a pretty solid game here. Um, so watch out for him, especially in DFS land. I think he could have a, have a bit of a go. Other than that, it's just a bit of an interesting one because we don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, are you going to put your, you know, invest everything and trust that Matt Patricia is going to have a offense humming in shit, a no. 49ers <laughs> run game week one? <laughs> For me, it's uh, Mac Jones that I'm most worried about in this game. I think, you know, you got Howard out there and them playing a little bit of catch up because I think they are going to come out and. That they did it in a, one of the preseason games where they just came out and they threw a, a deep shot to Tyreek Hill on the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. So they were just keen to, to make chunk plays happen. That's why they got him. That's why they've got Waddle. So I think if they come out with a fast start, Mac Jones starts to panic a bit. He hasn't really had to deal with being in a negative game script too much. Mm-hmm. And um, Xavier Howard can turn the ball over. So I think that uh, I'm worried about like the potential of a disaster game for Mac Jones here. So Fair enough. Apparently, uh, according him. to PFF as well, Tyreek Hill's got the fourth best matchup against corners. So, uh, I think, yeah, fire him up for sure, for sure. Did you see uh, Mike McDaniel say that he wants to do Oklahoma's against Bill Belichick on the field? I'm just trying to find that. Oh, I found it. Ready? Can there be a large... This is Mike McDaniel talking about Bill Belichick. 
can there be a larger disparity in career win-loss total? Oh, yeah, no. It would be a bigger deal, I think, if Coach Belichick and I were on the field, maybe doing like an Oklahoma drill. <laughs> but I don't foresee that happening. <laughs> I love him. I just love Mike McDaniel. He's so good. All right, keep talking, Tom. You're on. Okay, righto. We're on Ravens and Jets at New York. Uh, Ravens are six and a half point favourites, 25 and a half total points, uh, implied points, over under set it. Hey? Sorry. Over six yeah. and a half point, they're going to they're going to win by a mile over six and a half. Yeah, this is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, they're they're going to win well. Uh, over under set at forty four and a half. I think that the Ravens could get to forty four and a half by themselves. Um, <laughs> Correct. Ra- Ra- Ravens Lamar and Mark Andrews will absolutely have a dinner fest uh, in New York. They will go absolutely ballistic. Uh, I'm starting Rashad Bateman as well. Um, I'm starting Dobbins if he's playing, but I don't think he's going to play. Uh, he might sit. Yeah, I think he will sit. Lamar was interviewed today, and he said, uh, what, "What was the actual term he said?" But he pretty he said much like be ready in a few weeks. I think it was yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah, it was. It was something like he'll be he'll be good to go in a couple of yeah. weeks or something. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a weird thing to say if they were going to play in week one. So yeah, it, it's it's funny because Dobbins has been so confident that you know. He's fine. He's fine. But like that comment from Lamar doesn't. Yeah. He would if he was ready to roll week one. He would have said he's ready to go. Like if he, you know what I mean. Like it's he has no reason to not tell hmm. the truth. Uh, and if Dobbins isn't playing, I wouldn't play either Kenyon Drake or Mike Davis purely because they're they're going to split time there. So I'm, yep. I don't you even know who the yeah who who knows which one to play. So don't play either of them. Uh, I'm, I'm also not sure who the wide receiver two and three are at the moment, so I'm also not playing them. Um, I would love to. I would love to play like who is a pro? Uh, what's his Devin name? Prochet, Prochet, maybe. Duvernay, Duvernay and Prochet, Prochet are the two that Prochet, are Prochet, yeah. I'd love to play one of them, but I'm not actually sure who the two is. So could actually see that. Demarcus Robertson as well. He's he was no slouch for the Chiefs last yep. year. He so. loves to jump in with two touchdowns and then nothing. Yeah. But I'd be Robbins off him this week. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, for the. <laughs> You're Apart likely to play any other Titans? Uh, <laughs> I'm not likely. <laughs> I am yeah, excited actually, to see he, if he gets some run. He would be an interesting one. I'm not going to play him. Uh, I'm just going to sit and watch. But he would be an interesting one. Keep an eye on him. He might be a play sort of week two. I'm not actually sure whether he got week two, but he would be an interesting one. Uh, Jets, I'm still starting Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is going to be the guy for whoever's throwing the ball for the Jets. <laughs> Uh, for Flacco, right? Flacco, Flacco yeah. is announced. Yeah. Flaccid, uh, <laughs> going to be throwing the ball to Elijah Moore all day. Uh, it's, I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna have to start Brees Hall because you've drafted him so high. If you can, I wouldn't be playing him no. until you know what's happening in that team. Uh, I'm benching. I've, I've said I'm benching Zach Wilson. Obviously, I mean Garrett Wilson. I'm benching Garrett Wilson and I'm benching Michael Carter. Um, and I wouldn't even roster a Jets quarterback, so don't even think about playing a Jets quarterback. You know and when you watch a it. game and you think, like, do Baltimore have more players on the field or something? Yeah, that's what I'm that's imagining exactly it's going right. to be. Like, this, this is like three cornerbacks closing in every time the pass gets released. Yeah, yep. I, can, I can really, really see it happening. All righty. Now, getting into my New York Giants versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, not a huge fan of the fantasy outlook for this one. Unenticing 43.5 point over under. Heavy home favourite um, in Tennessee. So they love to run the ball. It's going to be a pretty defensive affair, I think, and, and a lot of rushing. Oh, serious talk to me. 
she thinks that uh, the betting odds are pretty good. So <laughs> carrying on. The running backs, I think they're both good plays. Um, Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley, you drafted them coming off injury, but they're really some of the only true workhorses left in the league. So get them on and uh, don't think about it. I'm probably sitting almost all the wide receivers from this game. Golladay, I don't think he seems to have it anymore. Tony and Shepard have both been hurt all off-season and I have no idea if they're going to play or not. I don't know what to do with Traylon Burks, whether he's going to have a role or, or not play on the field at all. Robert Woods seems like a pretty safe option, but um, yeah, it's, I don't see a massive game in uh, his range of outcomes. I think a deeper play for me, if you really need to throw a dart, um, Wondell Robinson, I could see him kind of being the last man standing type of deal and he, he seemed to have a a little bit of um, hype coming out of the preseason they seem to like him Pete told us yesterday Sleepers got him projected as the second highest rookie this week which was pretty stunning to me um, <laughs> so I think yeah with, with Shepard and Tony never practicing and Golladay looking old as hell um, yeah you know you could see that uh, Kadarius Tony style game that happened last year where he just came out and just got 100 targets. He was, he was the only player on the field that was playing. So I'll probably just be watching it for this week, but if you really want to take a take a shot, I, I don't hate him. Um, and the quarterbacks are probably not starting either of them. I don't think this there's going to be too many points in this game. So I think I'm going to take the under and expect the running backs to score a lot of the touchdowns. Yeah, coming into the Green Bay, uh, Minnesota here, I think that's the same sort of message I'm taking from what Chris has said to start with the running backs, right? Um, I think we talked earlier of some guys that, yeah, sort of wide, they're mainly wide receivers, the pass catchers we want to sort of see a little bit from or uh, running backs that we haven't seen. But these running backs that you've you've seen before perform, you're going to start them. So that leads me to throw one out. I think Jones is and uh, Cook, they're two must-starts in this matchup. Uh, AJ Dillon, I think he's probably flexible. Um, throw him in there, <laughs> but he's more of the the one that you might want to wait and see if you have a better option. But I also don't think with what the Packers are going to do, I think they're going to want to run the ball when uh, both backs will be pretty valuable week one, put up points. Uh, I think the pass catchers and the Green Bay sides where it sort of gets interesting. Uh, there's no real one. I think Lazard's uh, still iffy or questionable this week, so it's not too sure whether he's going to play. And I think. That sort of uh, cloud over me makes me think I might just wait uh, week one and, and see what, what happens out of Green Bay. Once they sort of get rolling, we might see what happens. It could be one of those Kansas City situations like my home said this week where he passed it to whoever's open type thing. I think there's not going to be that reliable wide receiver one in Green Bay that you can just sit and forget. Uh, you're really going to have to play the matchup and, and see what's happening. I think when we look to the tight ends, Robert Tonyan's someone that's probably sneaking in a flex situation where if you passed on tight end in your draft and you're looking for a, a play, I think this, this matchup for him could be could be something sneaky. I think Irv Smith, on the other hand, he's probably someone that I'm going to leave. Um, leave and wait a week. Uh, coming into the wide receivers, you've got Thielen and, um, and Jujef. Jujef's a 100% must start. And I think Thielen this week, uh, another player that we're going to want to come out and see what this Rams offense does, this Rams-style offense in Minnesota. Uh, they're going to come out with Kevin O'Connell. I think we should see two good performances from both wide receivers we won in a matchup that uh, I think we've got a good chance the Vikings can upset Green Bay especially after they went last season and without Devontae Adams there it's going to be an interesting thing to see how Green Bay actually 
set themselves up to win. Do I have confidence they can? I believe they, they probably can find a way to win. I just, I'm not too sure how they're going to do it week one. Um, so wait and see how they go there. I think still, if you have Rodgers, you've probably drafted him high enough. You're going to have to start him. And Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, you're going to throw him out there as well. Uh, Superflex, one quarterback. Either way, get him in your lineup. Love it. Just uh, Robert Tonyan, limited session. Yeah, I was going to say. Today, so just, yeah, keep an eye on his injury oh, status. Yeah. Um, all right, Kansas City, Arizona. This is the the game of the week. It's at Arizona, of course. Um, easily the game of the week for me, not just because my Cardinals are playing, but because they have the highest uh, expected points um, in this game. It's absolutely outrageous. 52.5 point over-under. 53.5, I lied, point over-under, which is the highest of the week. Chiefs, 5.5 points favourites, which is probably what I am expecting. Um, they have an implied team total of 29.5 points. What are we looking at in terms of starts sits here? Cardinals, I'm going to start... Kyler, I'm going to start Hollywood Brown. Um, lots of injuries in Cardinal land. I'm a little bit hesitant on James Conner. Um, apparently, they've got a real tough, according to PFF, real tough um, schedule for Conner this week. Uh, I'm not liking the look of him. Zach Ertz is day-to-day with a calf injury. Both our lines have players questionable. Rondale Moore has been cleared for week one, apparently. Um, he could be a good upside slash flex shot. I think the Cardinals are going to need to keep up with the Chiefs here. Um, and the only way they're going to do that is through Kyler and, and going through the air. So Hollywood's a good play. I think Rondale Moore's a good play. If Zach Ertz is no go, um, do I want to take a shot? Ugh, I don't think so. Um, who am I talking about here? Tight end. Goodness me. Uh, Trey McBride, sorry. I don't think I want to take a shot on Trey McBride <laughs> until I see something from him. In the backfield, if I was to take a real flyer on Daryl Williams, I think he's going to be getting some pass-catching work here uh, if they go down early, which I'm kind of expecting to happen here. Chiefs land. Travis Kelsey all day. Um, according, once again, back to PFF, he has the best-graded tight end matchup this week. Um, so smash Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack. Uh, especially in DFS. I think that's going to be a very, very popular start. Um, good chance for MVS to kind of score over the top. <laughs> Cardinals defensive backs ranked 27th, according to PFF again. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to slow him down. I think MVS could go for a, a long 70, 80-yard touchdown here. Um, Juju, fire him up. Um, outside of that, Sky Moore, don't think I'll start him yet. want to see how it goes. But Juju, MVS, I'm starting. Mahomes, I'm starting. And Kelsey, I'm starting. So that's all for, for that game. It's going to be massive. It's going to be a huge amount of points, and I'm looking forward to it. What, what yeah. are you doing with Eno? No, not, not interested a- in the slightest. Oh, a- he's poo. No. Yep, he's, he's, a big no. he's a big Eno. Um, I mean, um, bench him out on him. But you're, <laughs> you're on Daryl Williams, though. But not, not on Eno. him. I think if I've got other options, and if I'm in a real deep league, 16-team league, maybe uh, I would throw him on a flex only. Otherwise, yeah. just go bench him, find someone else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fair. Keep rolling, Tombo. Righto. Here we go. Sorry. I've lost my notes. Okay, I'm back. Colts and Texas and Texans. I wrote Texas. Very good. Houston, Texas. They are awesome. in Texas. <laughs> they are in Houston. <laughs> uh, Colts are seven and a half point favourites, which is the highest of the week for this game. So up the Colts. Uh, over under total score set at forty five and a half points. I think that's a bit a bit of disrespect to the Texans, I believe. Um uh, Colts implied points at 26.5, which is the second highest of the week, I think, uh, if I did my looking correctly at yours' little graph he sent me. Uh, the Colts, of course, you're starting JT and Michael Pittman. They are absolute no-brainers. I'm starting Matt Ryan against this game. Um, Tell me to talk faster, or am I talking too fast? <laughs> nah, talk uh, faster. Let's go. Talk faster, righto. 
I'm starting <laughs> either Alec Pierce or Paris Campbell. Pick one. I'm starting one of them this week with Matt Ryan. Uh, I think Hines is a sneaky flex play this week. If they get out to a big lead, JT could be benched. Uh, I'm benching yeah, all the Colts' tight ends. The Texans, I'd consider benching everyone. I know you're going to have to start Brandon Cooks, uh, and you're probably going to have to start the Lord Almighty Damian Pierce. <laughs> but uh, I would consider benching both of them if I could just see what the snap share is there. Um, the Colts' DST last year... Their two highest scores of the year came against um, the Texans. So it was 19 and 17 or something. So there you go. I would just bench all of your Texans, see what happens. Brandon Cooks is a safe play, but if you can bench him, bench him. I think they're going to have to keep up, right, or catch up. So he's the he's the guy they're going to go through just quietly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. All righty, Tampa versus Dallas. Uh, probably one of the better matchups of the week. Uh, healthy 50.5 over under with Tampa being favoured by two and a half and should say close has a bit of a shootout potential to it for me even though both these teams have pretty solid defences um, which might slow it down a little bit from a fantasy perspective there's some uh, just one or two main storylines for me pretty much you're going to start Evans, Lenny and Brady you're going to start CeeDee Lamb, Zeke and Dak um, but now what do we do with Tony Pollard uh, he's a has a reputation as more of the uh, pass catching back, I think, but I'm not sure he's actually earned that. I had a bit of a look back at last year. He only had more than four targets twice last year, and Zeke out-targeted him a good portion of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably good for 10 or 15 opportunities per game, but I, I think you can probably do better than Tony Pollard to, to start the year. They, they want to run Zeke. Um, he only scored two touchdowns last year as well, so I think I... Uh, I like Zeke a lot better than Tony Pollard, and I think you can. There's probably someone who's who's a starting running back that you can get in ahead of him. Uh, my player to watch, Jalen Tolbert, the rookie, has a, a huge opportunity thanks to a couple of injuries, and you know he's probably not in my lineup yet. But a bit like Wondell Robinson, if you're desperate, you could give it a whirl, and somebody's got to catch the ball, and Dak likes to throw it, so he could have a pretty decent role. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, start too, right? Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Start <laughs> Dalton Schultz. That's a good play for this week. I think he's he's ranked fourth or third or something. Yeah, he's in a good play. This week, so. Wait, I finish it off. Yeah, like Broncos Seahawks. Uh, this is going to be uh, on me, but I've got I wrote down here in my note that it's either going to be they're going to Russ is going to cook or he's going to burn. Broncos uh, country, <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> yeah, Broncos country, let's ride. But um, <laughs> I, I really think this is going to be interesting. I think. There's no in between for me. The the Seahawks come out and they figure mm-hmm. out Russell Wilson and they and they do something and stop the Broncos or Russ is going to go in and cook. I don't think um, there's a a game script where he goes out and just game manages it. Uh, it's a return to home, homecoming sort of thing for him. I think we're going to see him come out and, and put on his best performance in this new team. And I think the Broncos also want to go out there and show what they have. Um, it's a good matchup, you know. Seahawks they haven't really built a solid roster after losing uh, Russell. Geno's is going to be the starting quarterback there. I think um, Rashad Penny actually, I think, is a decent, you know, RB two slash three start this week. Uh, Ken Walker's still recovering from that uh, surgery, and I think the the statement out of Pete Carroll was, "Oh, I'm not sure whether he's going to be ready to play," which makes me think, um, even if he is ready, they're probably going to take it very cautious with him um, and not really give him too much of the work, and and they're going to lean on Penny early, which I think. In this team and this lineup, that's what they're going to want to do: run the ball. So, for volume-wise, get Penny out there. 
flipping over to the Broncos, uh, I think Williams is the start at running back. Um, Melvin Gordon, you're going to want to see it. I don't think there's enough volume for him week one, or we want to see what that split really works out to be. Um, and then you're probably looking at, I think, Cortland Sutton's a start, and you're probably looking at Jerry mm. Judy, maybe a flex option. I think both of them uh, could sit in that range of being really close, you know, uh, above 10 points between 20, um, both maybe one touchdown each type thing. Uh, not really one guy that just destroys it. So they both have decent um, targets in that game. So I'm thinking the, the, the part, I'm not too confident on starting the tight end, uh, Alberto. I think that's a position that I want to wait and see. Uh, Noah Fan on the other side of the ball probably could be the guy, but I think with, with Lockett and Metcalf there, it's probably another wait and find out what happens. I'm not too confident starting Lockett or Metcalf this week, but they're probably guys that if you don't have other options there, uh, you just got to give it a go, right? That, that someone's going to catch some passes. There's probably going to be at least one touchdown from the Seahawks. Like it's going to be very difficult for a team to not put up some points, and especially if the Broncos do get up a lead, they're going to have to start throwing the ball in the second half. So there could be some garbage points for both these guys um, to worth considering, but I think you you look down your lineup and see if you've got a bit more of a higher upside play uh, at the wide receiver position. All right, DK Metcalf or Amari Cooper? Oh, yuck. <laughs> I think I think I actually think Metcalf might be the better play than Amari Cooper, maybe. Who's the, who's the corner at the Broncos uh, that's a gun? Sertan. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Sertan. Um, it, it's going to be, it'll be hard to tell, but you want to play the other wide receiver. Whoever Sertan is on, bench them and play the other one. I reckon he'll be on Lockett, wouldn't he? Lockett I think Lockett's him, yeah. more, yeah. They don't want to put him on a guy that, that could give up a big play, not the guy that... Well, they both can, right? I think yeah. they'll probably put two... They'll put the bigger guy bigger. on, on um, DK, I think. Yeah. So. It could be a lot to do with size more than, than who's the, the one, Definitely. in inverted commas. All right, yeah. we're done. That's the yeah, matchup's done. Plenty the moment of... we've all been waiting for is, is coming up next. So Absolutely. It's a beautiful time to be alive for the uh, Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. We've actually teamed up, partnered up with Draft Stars for this year. Um, we're looking at some DFS action. Um, you can play Friday nights or Fridays, I should say. You can play Mondays. You can play Tuesdays. You can also play other sports if you don't really not into the NFL. But it's great to have them on board for this year. We do appreciate them jumping on. Um, so if you want to get involved in some DFS action, you can download their app or you can go to giraffestars.com.au um, or you can follow the link that is on our Twitter or will be on our Twitter after this episode. Um, so each week we're going to give you a couple of options for you know some lineups, some some premium plays, you know those high priced kind of guys that maybe a little bit questionable if you want to splash the cash for them. Um, we're going to look at some value plays, um, some cheaper dudes that might outperform what they're expected to do, and then some players we're a little bit fading uh, for the week uh, in terms of you know those guys that you're expecting some points. They're priced up there a bit, but you know, maybe they're not worth the kind of 10000 bucks that you're going to pay for them or 13000 bucks you're going to pay for them. 10000 is actually pretty cheap. Uh, so, yeah, for those who haven't played Draft Stars before, essentially it's you're building a lineup, a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Um, you've got $100,000 in your budget, and you really need to, to budget that $100,000 well. Um, you know, you can't just go out there and spend $14,000 on every player because you won't be able to build up your lineup. Uh, and how often do you think, like, yeah, geez, I've absolutely nailed this, and you get to the defense, you know, oh, I've only got four hundred and twenty dollars left to, <laughs> for a defense. To redo the four thousand, yeah, exactly. redo the entire team. Great, exactly right. Um, so there's plenty of tournaments you can play from fifty cents up to you know 
150 bucks sort of thing. Um, whatever your bankroll is, that's up to you. Um, obviously, gamble responsibly. Uh, that's definitely something that I'll keep throwing out there. Um, I'm a big fan of kind of the 50 cent, $2 minis. Um, it's always good fun to get in amongst those. And, you know, there's 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 quite a few experts on, on the DFS land. Um, I'm going to consider myself medium to high level expert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, there's plenty of options for you. Uh, building out your lineups is always the fun part, I think. Uh, stacks, stacking teams, quarterback, wide receivers is, is one of the strategies I like to kind of to roll out pretty much every week. Um, if you if you're brand new to DFS, you know don't go don't go crazy. And the easiest way to kind of build your bankroll is to go in the six man tournaments or the double ups um, that you'll see across the the website or the the app. Look for the double ups. Uh, essentially, you just got to beat half the field in those kind of matchups, uh, and it's 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 a lot easier than you think, I suppose. If you know a little bit about your fantasy NFL, you'll know which matchups to play. You look for these high over under games like the Chiefs Cardinals. Um, all the DFS players will be absolutely all over kind of the Mahomes Kelsey stack. So, um, yeah, there's there's plenty of options. You can have a look around on the website. There's some um, some fantasy insider stuff on there as well that can give you a bit of a hand. There's combo calculators. There's all this kind of stuff that that helps you if you're a brand new to DFS. So get amongst those. Start off with those six men. Don't go crazy, and uh, of course gamble responsibly. Uh, if you do need some assistance with your gambling, call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. In the meantime. Let's rip into a couple of these options. I'm going to start with a premium play. Um, looking at those kind of higher priced players uh, each week, which one am I pretty confident that's going to put me over the top against um, you know the, the good guys of this DFS land? And this week I've gone with uh, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance, uh, as my start or the premium play of the week. Uh, he's costing $12,920, but he's up against the 31st ranked D-line and the 31st ranked secondary. Uh, according to PFF, which is uh, exactly what you want. That's a guy who can go out there. He can. He has a, a huge rushing upside. He has a huge chance to throw some passes against a very average secondary. So I think, yeah, um, I'm also going to read up a lineup in a second. And uh, he'd be a stack with guys like Debo and uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk for sure this week. So happy days there. Um, he averaged 50 yards rushing in each of his starts last year. Obviously, he had some higher ones at 80 yards, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm looking for that rushing upside in my quarterbacks, and he definitely has it. Averaged 18 fantasy points per game last year as well, which is exceptional. Uh, he gets this whole offseason to prepare, be the number one. It's week one. Um, you know that Shanahan's going to have him prepped, ready to go. He's going to be the leader. I think he's an absolute great play um, for Trey, uh, for this week for Trey Lance. Yeah, and even though you're spending up um, a little bit, it's... Uh... It's not too much to, to spend up, and it's, mm. it's good to spend up a quarterback. I think um, he's kind of a safe option, but also with a bit of a high upside. So I he's like the, that one. He's the eighth highest quarterback that's going. Um, you know, there's, there's players like uh, uh, Justin Herbert's going for, you know, 15,000. It's it's 3,000 less, and I think you're probably going to get more points than you're going to get out of um, Justin Herbert. So Ooh. it's a big call, but I like it. All right, our value play this week, we got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling at... 8,690, so real high over-under in that game. Chiefs expect to score almost 30 points against a very shoddy defense, defensive backs in Arizona. Last year, they shut down the number one, but I don't see that happening with Mahomes, and, and who even is the number one anyway? So exactly. uh, 
You see him going for a couple of big plays and and I think he's going to be targeted in the end zone pretty regularly so you can easily see him getting a touchdown and it's good value. It's not the the cheapest wide receiver in the world but the the guys going around him, uh, I'm going to take him for sure. Marcus Valdez-Gantling, great play this week. I think a lot of teams will be looking at Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Juju as the stack. I think Marcus Valdez-Gantling might be a little bit less on the end. So I'd say, yeah, play him. I think he's a gun. Best fade this week. Uh, guys, you know, costing a little bit t- too much for my liking is James Connor in the exact same game. It seems like we're kind of running through the, the Chiefs-Cardinals game, but um, his price... I was actually going to say, right, you, it looks like you've uh, just gone down the games that you covered in the, the first yeah, session. Know, right? yeah. From that. yeah, exactly right. It's just, yeah, just happened to be that way. But uh, he's costing thirteen, almost $13,500. Uh, and I just don't like his matchup this 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 week. Um, I think they're going to be playing from behind, as I said before. Um, probably not going to get the passing down work, which is what really puts you over the top in DFS. Is getting those guys who can get four or five, maybe even six catches. You know, twenty opportunities is what you want. I don't think James Conner is going to be on the field enough to 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 justify his thirteen thousand dollar price tag. So, um, you know, there's what Dalvin Cook for an extra twenty bucks. I'd be taking him against the Packers for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right, so my team of the week this week. Um, as I said, there's a couple of strategies you can you can go at for DFS. And uh, in this particular case, I'm looking at stacking uh, the 49ers players, actually. I think it's not the highest over-under. And I know a lot of people are going to go for that Chiefs game or the Chargers game and, and try and stack there. But I'm actually stacking Trey Lance with Brandon Ayuk. And I've actually run it with uh, Elijah Mitchell here. Uh, so quarterback Trey Lance. Running backs, I've gone into that Chargers game to get that high over-under, and I've taken Austin Eckler with Elijah Mitchell as my two running backs. Uh, Brendan Ayuk was that wide receiver I spoke about stacking with Trey Lance, and I've brought it back, same game. Obviously, the Bears are going to have to do something, and there's pretty much only one option in there. So I've put Darnell Mooney. Uh, Brandon Cooks is my wide receiver three. I think he's just going to get some volume that I'm liking the look of. And once again, looking at those high over-unders, and I've taken Travis Kelsey, Marquez Valdez-Scantling as my flex, and Philly against Detroit is my uh, my DST for the week. I think Philly are, are going to rack up some sacks, chance of uh, getting a turnover as well for a tutty. So if you want to look at pricing there, it's Trey Lance at uh, almost 13000 Austin Eckler really paid up for him at 17260 bucks. Elijah Mitchell was at ten, which is pretty good value uh, for a starting running back, and especially a running back who's going to get a lot of work. 49ers are known to run the ball, so... You know, ten grand for Elijah Mitchell is a bit of a bargain. Ayuk and uh, Dano Mooney just pushing over nine and ten thousand bucks. Ayuk's at eight thousand nine hundred, and Darnell's at nine thousand nine hundred. So good value there. Brandon Cook's just over ten thousand. Travis Kelsey once again paid up. I like paying up at tight end if there's a high over under, and especially for a guy like Travis Kelsey, he could win you the week uh, at fourteen thousand. Marcus Valdez Scanling spoke about before, and Philly. That's just a defense that I could afford at five thousand six hundred. So once again, um, loving. DFS, it's absolutely a way to kind of, I suppose, break up the monotony of fantasy football, which can sometimes happen. You know, start your guys, whatever. Um, you can play this multiple times during the week. Uh, but most importantly, please do gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. If you need any more assistance, please give them a call. Or any more information about DraftStars, go to draftstars.com.au. You can find all their terms and conditions. All of these different markets, and there are hundreds of different markets you can play for many, many different sports. So, so get amongst many. it. I love it. I absolutely love I'm it. looking on the app now. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going through the amount. Like, Obviously, I'm a mad NRL fan. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through all the yeah, like, all the games you could play for NRL. I could have an absolute ball here tonight. Yeah. So <laughs> Scary. Re- reach out on our Twitter. Um, we'll put a put a link. You can jump onto um, 
to, to jump straight into draft stars, sign up, make an account, and away we go. Uh, it's good so, fun. So if your league mate won't trade your arm, you know, <laughs> say Cole Pizzoli, you can just go and, you know, that's the beauty of playing draft stars. You can just exactly. pick up a guy that, that you can't get in other leagues that you love that you can just play because, you know, you can get whoever you want. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, you're never going to have every player, and this is a chance to have every player. So I absolutely love it. Um, get amongst it. It's good fun. And there's always a bit of banter as well. So, yeah, good times. All right, boys, anything else to add? Are we ready for week one, or what's the go? I'm so ready yeah. for week one. I'm so ready for week one. Um, good luck to everyone in their matchups. Go the Cardinals, uh, and go that lineup that I just mentioned from Dive Stars. I love it. I'm actually pretty happy with that lineup. I like the yeah, fact no, that i got Kelsey in there, and, and Eckler. Big and Eckler. That's, yeah. I was surprised you were able to afford Eckler in there. That's, that's a good... Yeah, 17,000, that's pretty high, so... Let's yeah, try to look up. What's the Colts' uh, defense worth? Uh, it was seven thousand. I just couldn't afford it by like a couple of hundred bucks. I was spewing. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I, when you mentioned that they'd scored like whatever points in the last time, sixteen points or whatever yeah. it was, I was like, oh, geez, can I quickly change Philly to the Colts? But no, I couldn't afford them. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were the top defense, right? Uh, yeah, yeah right. pretty sure yeah. they were. Yeah, that'd make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Let's do uh, this. Remember Week to one. take I'm your so flex players, uh, yes. your, your yes. players out of the flex tomorrow. By the way, yeah. absolutely. That. Public service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Don't forget. Until Monday, when we break this all down and see how wrong we were. Enjoy your football, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye.